0: Welcome to the Creativity Algorithm Podcast, the show that helps people and businesses have good ideas more often. Now here is your host, psychologist, author, and public speaker, Joe Swope. I am a terrible gardener. You can add that pretty close to the top of all the things I'm bad at. And let me tell you what, that list is long. The time and money I've wasted could have easily seeded, see what I did there, dad joke extraordinaire. Maybe you think joking is also one of the worst things I've ever done. But anyway, the time and money I've wasted could have easily seeded a hobby I might have actually enjoyed. No matter how bad I am, I was even worse in previous years. In fact, I might have been the world's worst gardener. Now, you might think that's hyperbole, and I'm you know exaggerating and stuff like that. You might ask, where's your evidence? But that's just it. I don't have any. Nothing grew. I tried blueberry plants. That didn't work out. Did you know that there are male and female blueberry plants? I didn't. Of course, I didn't until after I wait. I don't even want to tell you what I wasted time and effort and redigging and whatever. Tomatoes, kiwi, lettuce, carrots strawberry, and of course, just average lawn grass, I've pretty much tried it all. No matter how much I tried, I couldn't get things to grow. I tried everything. I'd water, fertilize, I'd prune, weed, water more, fertilize more, prune stuff that didn't need pruning, and so on. I would check on my plants and grass frequently, several times per day. Nothing I did made things grow faster. Obviously, you know, I think in retrospect, and I probably even knew it. I don't I don't maybe I didn't know it at the time. Who knows how the unconscious works? But I'm sure I overwatered, over fertilized, and generally just overdid it. Obviously I think my efforts were preventing the natural growth of the plants. So why am I telling you this? How does this help management professionals have good ideas more often? How does this help people in business use the power of their unconscious to have good ideas more often so that they can be more profitable and create more value? Well, let's kind of dissect this a little bit. I think my story about gardening, I think this might ring true for many of us when it comes to dealing with our unconscious. Previously, we've used the metaphor of the puppy to represent the unconscious parts of our mind that is solutions. If you're listening to this and not reading it, I have to say that I put, when I said unconscious parts, I put the S in parentheses. I don't know if there's more than one unconscious part of our mind that playfully delivers ideas to us. I mean, wouldn't that be something to have several parts of your mind that do they work independently and they can deliver different types of good ideas? Do they work together? I think that's a fantastic sophism. You know, if you've been listening to these episodes and reading these posts, I think that, you know, we've talked about the unconscious as it's one thing. That's like saying the garden. But, of course, the garden is made up of many plants. Okay. Well, you might have heard the phrase racking your brain. Racking means to put great stress on something. I think trying to find a solution to a problem or trying to make a good idea come to you is like constantly fiddling with fragile shoots in a garden or walking on the very grass you're trying to grow. What if, what if we plant a seed, make sure the soil is fertile, water it, and then leave it alone? In retrospect, this is what I should have done. And I'm sure any gardener would probably tell you that, but look, I'm a special kind of <laughs> special kind of dumb. I just didn't get the gardening skills on that. And I think that idea of leaving it alone, that's the same idea of with problem solving. Racking your brain will not make the solution grow any faster. I think we must humbly remember that many, many, many things do not care about our schedules. They're just blissfully unaware of our plans and deadlines. Notice that many of those things are the most important things in life. Nature, your unconscious, and your children. Virtually nothing we can do can make them grow faster. And I'm not sure we should try. I suggest letting your unconscious do what it wants to do on its own time. Even if you could rush it, just, you know, kind of put it, step on the gas, and just say, come on, unconscious, get this done. Even if you could rush it to produce ideas more quickly, would you be getting the best ideas? Incubation, the process of not actively working for a solution, has been shown to increase certain measures of creativity. And if you're listening to this, um, and, and if you've listened to any of these, I usually have some references and citations from where I get these ideas. I just don't want you to think that I'm kind of making this stuff up completely out of my head. So I definitely draw upon established research. Okay, so this idea of incubation, easy for me to say. I mean, think about it, we're all busy. So is it easy for me to say, well, just sit there and watch a garden grow? Well, if you're reading this or listening to this, you probably have a to do list. Not only one to do list, I bet you have several to do lists. And I bet it's likely, if you're a management professional, you're probably managing other people's to do lists. You can't just sit there and do nothing. So instead of doing nothing, instead of doing nothing, how about planting another garden? Till up the soil, get your hands dirty with something else, plant a seed. Give it what it needs and leave it alone. How long will that new project, how long will that new garden take you? Long enough for that first garden to sneakily produce something when you weren't looking? Incubation periods are so important for so many reasons. I think the easiest metaphor to make is comparing your mind to a muscle. Now, even well-trained muscles need rest. I don't care if you're the biggest powerlifter, bodybuilder, Olympic athlete ever. No matter how well-trained you are, you do need rest. And I suggest that's true of your mind. If you're listening to this, your mind is well-trained. It's organized, task-oriented, and focused. But no matter how amazing and smart and creative your mind is, you still need a break. Especially when you're racking your brain trying to find a solution or a good idea to a problem that's stressing you out. That means we have two things to pick apart in this post. The first is taking a break from the problem or puzzle at hand. The second is finding a new puzzle. That's often a challenge because the mind and body like routines. I know we like to say we're, you know, we're creative, we love new experiences. We do love new experiences, but sometimes it's hard work to find them. The mind and body likes routines, so sometimes we have to challenge ourselves. Now, before we try to find a new puzzle or hobby online or just kind of jump into it, I'm going to kind of challenge a little bit or, or ask, and I, I will put myself out there. I do this. I want you to take three deep breaths. Focus on the exhales. How do they feel? Once you're a bit more relaxed and in what we call an alpha state, consider the sophism of letting your unconscious come up with a new puzzle, the new hobby, the new distraction, the new garden. Now, how should we define new puzzle? Notice I didn't say problem. I suggested it shouldn't be something you associate with drudgery or to-do lists. That'll come later, and even if it doesn't come later, I'm sure you have some already. We're only at the 10th poster episode, and again, we can't rush it. So what we're looking at with this idea of digging a new garden, finding a new hobby, or finding a distraction is exactly that. Distracting ourselves, our conscious mind, so our unconscious, is free to just grow that idea. Now, how about thinking of a hobby that you haven't started yet? Or thinking of the hobby that you would like to restart? I think we all have kind of abandoned New Year's resolutions. But please only restart it if it's something you like, something that's going to distract your mind. If it's yet another thing on your to-do list, that's not what we're looking for. Think of this metaphor. Relaxing is tilling up the soil. Thinking of the hobby is planting the seed. Making enjoyable time to engage in your hobby is the fertilizer. Then you leave it alone. I suggest that if making the time becomes another stressor, then maybe now is not the time for that garden. If you're chock full of, that's a phrase my dad always used to use. I've never understood that phrase, but I know where it came from, my unconscious. But if you're chock full of things to do, your to-do list is just stacked, maybe it's okay to cut yourself some slack and say, you know what? Right now, I don't have time to plant another garden. Again, you can't force something to grow. And you can't force yourself to not be stressed about making time for yet another thing. If you can't find time to work on that hobby, whatever one you think you should do, I don't know, you know, I I wonder how many of us have some kind of foreign language CDs that we've ever tried to use or, you know, some kind of self-improvement thing we've tried. If you don't have time for that, leave it alone. And in fact, I suggest the test for the new garden you should grow Is it fun? So once you find something, all right, you planted the seeds, then go try a different one. In a later episode, we're going to go on to prove the fact, a psychological fact backed up by decades of research, that the human mind cannot consciously think of more than one thing at a time. It's impossible. Now, I've taught psychology for a long time over 20 years. I've taught thousands of people. And whenever I bring up that idea, people push back. They're convinced that they can think of more than one thing at a time. They think they can multitask. Really what's happening is they're just kind of bouncing back and forth between thoughts. You know, they have a whole bunch of tabs open. They have their phone open. And their attention's going from one thing to the other. And they think they're doing it all at the same time. But they're just switching back and forth, you know, in a second or even a fraction of a second. So why am I saying it's a fact that the conscious mind cannot multitask or multi-think? But that's not true of the unconscious mind. Just think about driving. Okay, so when you're driving, you're not aware of all the things your body's doing, your mind's doing. You got your right foot switching between the pedals, left hand, right hand. Your eyes are moving around. You got radio. You got coffee. All the same time, all of that's happening while your conscious mind is probably on the conversation that you're having with your passengers over, you know, right next to you or over Bluetooth. So we're going to use that. We're going to use the ability of the unconscious mind's ability to multi-think and multi-task. We're going to use that to help us find a new good idea. If you're struggling for a solution or looking for a good idea, Take your unconscious mind off the problem. It can only do one thing. So it's not going to let you concentrate for a long period of time on that problem. So if you take your conscious mind off of it, let your unconscious mind handle it. Don't worry. It can. It can do an amazing number of things all at the same time if you leave it alone. For those of you in charge of other people in an organization, for those of you who are management professionals, What if we define your employees as the seeds or the young plants? Are you constantly digging, fertilizing, pruning, and otherwise bothering the garden? Wouldn't your employees be better off if you left them alone? What if you allow them to grow and their ideas to incubate? What if instead of constantly managing them, you go to start a new garden? Okay, as you know, at the end of these episodes, we we end with three things one of them is a takeaway for the week one of them is going to be our spreading the thoughts and the next one is going to be the title of the next episode so for the takeaway of this week 10 deep exhales for this week concentrate on the exhalation part of the breath okay in the later posts we're going to explore different ways to different ways to inhale but for this week pick two sessions no no, no. make time For two sessions where you can witness yourself exhale deeply 10 times. Then do not try to think of a solution. Do not try to micromanage. Do not search for that idea. I want you to think of a new puzzle, a new distraction, a new game, and ideally a new hobby. Give your unconscious time to play and grow the garden. Give it time to play with that new puzzle, that new toy that you've come up with. Don't worry, it'll still play with the old one that you secretly want the solution to. The old first garden is gonna grow and bear fruit, but only if you leave it alone. I know it's tough to do, but I think you're gonna, you know, you know yourself enough. You've seen this pattern in your own life. So I'm not telling you something you don't already know. Freddie, the thoughts. Think of two people. One, for whom this blog would be totally new, different, and out of their normal world, and then one for whom this blog would be useful. And that might not be the same people. Remember, in an earlier post, we suggested that creativity has two dimensions. It has to be new, and it has to be useful. So maybe that's a pretty good sophism. Look for those two people, someone who might enjoy this post and someone who might use this post or episode. Title of the next episode, What Came First?